Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number 8, Showcase Showdown Part 3. My name is Pete and joining tonight are Matt. Hey everybody, what's up? And Tom. Hey everybody, how are you? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Guys, we're back, finally. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of time now, a few weeks. Um, I want to apologize for that. Um, that's the bad news. we got plenty of good news coming in this episode. However, um, just to give you guys a little update on what's going on in our lives, um, Pete celebrated a birthday. Thomas got engaged. We had the 4th of July, which we really enjoyed. And we're all still recovering from it. <laughs> I, I think that had a little bit to do with the delay here. And then um, last week, it was my first anniversary with my wife, so we had you know, busy, busy last couple of weeks. But the good news is that we have plenty of news to talk about. So, Thomas, how about you give us an update on what's happened recently? Yeah, a lot of good stuff is, uh, has happened in the world of, of Disney since our last visit. Um, there are some rumors. We'll start in Epcot with the news. There's some rumors that there will be another country coming to the World Showcase. It looks like Brazil may make an appearance. Uh, it'll be in between Italy and Germany. Uh, which would um, Brazil was in the original drawing of the World Showcase, so I think it's a match made in heaven as long as they can get it uh, get it completed. And I think they've got room for an attraction there too, especially you know with with the revamp of Epcot that is rumored to be coming. I think there's room for an attraction there in Brazil, along with several other countries at the World Showcase. Yeah, no, I, I've heard they they may add more than just Brazil uh, before it's all said and done. I know India has been mentioned and. Um, couple other countries. Uh, but moving right along, going into uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, as everyone knows, we're, we're coming right up on the holidays uh, in the near future. Disney plans pretty far in advance now. Uh, and they released uh, a note for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, for the event nights in 2017, they will be changing when the park closes. Historically, it's closed at 7 p.m. just as the party begins. And they've actually changed that. They will now close at 6 p.m. Uh, and get all the non-party guests out then. I will say a little Disney secret. You can enter the park that day if... Um, four o'clock? Yeah, four o'clock if you have an yeah. event ticket. Uh, so you'll have a nice hour there mm-hmm. where the park pretty much empties out. And one of the things that Pete actually did a couple years back is we went to um, one of the Villains Nights in MGM. And we were just in Disney World for a quick weekend trip. But we actually were able to get to three out of the four parks in just two days because we did what you're talking about, Tom. We went, we went to Epcot in the morning, and then we knocked everything out and then made our way over to MGM where the Villains Festival was. And then we went into the park at four, and we had an entire night there. So we did two parks in one day without a park hopper. Uh, Hollywood Studios also. You're, Hollywood you're sh- Studios. You're showing your age there. So, but, yeah, we, we, we did similar. Well, I guess we stayed at Magic Kingdom all day. Yeah, we did from open to close. <laughs> open to close. That was a long. Uh, that was a long uh, night. So uh, moving over into Animal Kingdom now. Um, as we've mentioned, we we think there's. Uh, spe- we've had speculation that eventually they will close and update Expedition Everest by fixing the Yeti, which does not move. Uh, but I guess as a, I don't know, maybe a band aid on it. They have a new lighting scheme now on the Yeti. Historically, you've just seen the strobe light, 
uh, and that is still there, as well as a fairly bright light that shines on the creature. Uh, I've seen some videos online. Uh, it does make him much more visible, but he's still not totally but functioning. It, but it still doesn't move, right? He, he still so, doesn't move. <laughs> so it's still, at some point, they're going to have to take this down. It's going to be a multi-month. You know, the, the Yeti's built into the structure of the ride, so it's going to be a long, long fix. But now the Pandora's open. Yeah, you, know. you have some some wiggle room there. Uh, moving on. I guess this is, is Hollywood Studios news, uh, kind of D23 news. There's some rumor that two items will come out at D23. The first one, uh, in regards to one of our favorite rides, the Great Movie Ride, uh, there's a rumor that in 2018 it will close and become the Great Mickey Ride. Pete, if if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a contract that ends in 2017 that's, with Turner Classic? There's something with, with Turner that's ending. I'm not exactly sure the date. Yeah, I think you're right there. If that comes to fruition, that'll be a sad day for me. Yeah, I agree. The mm-hmm. Great Movie Ride is a staple of Hollywood Studios. It's been a staple of the park for a long time now. And it's a little dated, don't get me wrong. Some of the animatronics are showing their age. But it's still a really fun show, and it's really fun to do, especially with somebody that's never been to Disney before. Well, and then also, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun ride for those of us that you know, aren't younger and want to ride the Frozen ride at Epcot. I mean, you have a ride that appeals to an older generation and it's air-conditioned, it's, you know, not bumpy. I think that, you know, we'll see what they do with it, but I'm going to miss that ride if it comes to fruition. And and for those of us who like to slow clap Robin Williams too, right? Well, you know what? <laughs> I did that and um, it was right after he passed and never failed. There was a standing ovation slow clap, so I guess everyone likes to slow clap Robin Williams. You know, while, while I, Robin Williams is still in the closing video, I know Pete thought he'd be removed. You know, the Wizard of Oz scene in there is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is. what are you going to do with that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize they're animatronics. They think that's, you know, actors they're, and actresses. You're yep, right. They do. You're right. So. Uh, also, I, I'm going to classify this under D23 because it's not a confirmed rumor. It's in regards to Magic Kingdom. Obviously, the higher-ups have been listening to our podcast. As we discussed on our podcast, exactly. This is big news, guys. I'm pretty proud of us here. It's not totally confirmed, but Tron Light Cycle Power Run could potentially be opening in the Magic Kingdom uh, in place of Tomorrowland Tomorrowland Speedway. We've said we thought it'd be a good fit. We're not unique in that opinion. I think a lot of people would love to have Tron come to the States. Uh, And I... It fits in it, Tomorrowland, it, it right? It does. And I've also heard that this may be going behind Tomorrowland Speedway, that there is space behind Tomorrowland Speedway for the Tron Light Cycle. Well, we touched on that. We touched on that in our Fix at Felix episode. We talked about the amount of space that there is available in that particular area of the park. Um, you know, if you haven't watched the Tron ride before, you know, pull it up on YouTube so you can kind of see why we're, why we're so excited about it. It's It'd be a great experience, and I hope it happens. And it, it shows well on YouTube too. It sure the special does. effects it does. and the the lighting look really good on YouTube. They do, and it fits it fits very well into Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be it'd be great right next to Space Mountain there. Maybe oh my gosh, yep. yes. maybe draw a little attention away from Space Mountain. Oh, I mean, yes, you have that whole area of the park that there's so much space back and in, leading into you know with the big and there's a queue there that is huge, and you could easily you know take some pressure off some other rides there, especially when you think about Splash Mountain about to go down here soon in a couple months, and it's going to be down for a while. That's a big draw. Well, so with that, we're going to move into our main topic again for tonight. And this is going to be a continuation, 
part three of our journey around the world at Epcot World Showcase. If, if I can add, we made it around the world for the 4th of July, which is maybe why this is a late, a late episode. We, um, we, all, we all picked out a beverage. Um, we had some friends that came and joined us, and we made small, small amounts, but it adds up over the course of an entire day. It did, and the Tipsy Ducks and Love were huge hit. Smashing hit. Smashing uh, hit. Huge. As was the Aquavit. You know, yeah. The, the, aqu- I, the Aquavit began tasting better by the end of the night. <laughs> well, I know that my wife, actually, I had, to, I had to take a hard pass on Aquavit and a couple other drinks late into the night when we were going back around the world a second time. But my wife did it, and she didn't, she didn't flinch. I got a Snapchat video she sent me, and... Yeah, I saw a lot of flinching there. My wife must be a Viking. She may be a Viking. I was just going to say that. So, Well, so, so going around the world, I think we finished up with Japan last time. So yep. we're going to move into Morocco. This is really, I think, one of the coolest pavilions at the World Showcase. It's so authentic because of the fact that Morocco actually sent artisans and workers over to construct this pavilion. And, and you can tell. There's so much detail. There's so many mosaics. It's, it's a very authentic reproduction of Moroccan architecture. Um, and, and this is the only pavilion that the government of the country that it is affiliated with assisted in the design and the building of the pavilion. A couple things about the Morocco pavilion. There is, of course, an indoor-outdoor market uh, selling all kinds of Moroccan goods and clothing. You can buy a fez hat if you want. You can buy a magic lamp. I don't think a genie will come out if you rub it. Try it out. Let us know. If you get a genie, definitely let me know. I'd like one. It sure um, beats my pearl. Yeah. No, I think you can buy. I think you can buy, not magic carpets, but you can buy carpets. They don't fly. But but I really I really can't say enough about the architecture of this pavilion. It's. I think more so here than any other pavilion at the World Showcase, you really feel transported to that country. When you're in the back of the Morocco pavilion, it, it really feels like you've been transported to Morocco. All right, so some other things to do in Morocco. Uh, you can get henna tattoos. For those of you who don't know what henna is, they paint it on, you wash it off, it stays on for a long time. You can also see a belly dancer <laughs> who is not Disney approved. <laughs> on our trip... <laughs> On our trip, she was eyeing some people out there watching, and she knew who was watching. She's good. She's good at what she does. She's good. And and she plays with live music, too. It's incredible. It's very good. It's very good. And, of course, being Morocco, you've got Aladdin and Jasmine at the back of the pavilion. Jasmine is not quite as entertaining as the belly dancer. Mm -mm. Um, Mm Mm-mm. But... But they're there if you'd like to meet them. So. The belly dancer it's draws a big crowd. We, we were in like the last row. We were in the last row. There, It was a full crowd. It definitely was a full crowd. And I think the majority of the crowd was middle-aged men. to teenage men. Yeah, yep. it was. it's very interesting how that works out. So, <laughs> food options in Morocco. Here we go. There are two table service and one quick service restaurants in Morocco. And I was not aware of this. I've never eaten in Morocco. And from everything that I've read, from pictures of the food that I've seen, from talking to people, I'm missing out not eating in Morocco. But but look, this is traditional Moroccan and Mediterranean food. Shawarma, couscous, shish kebab, lamb. The, the two table service restaurants are Restaurant Marrakesh and Spice Road. Uh, Spice Road is more focused on tapas, so the small plates. 
neither one of these restaurants really require reservations. Again, none of us have really ever eaten there. They're kind of out of the way. They're not very popular. So if you don't have a reservation, pop in there. This is also a, a good place to watch Illuminations. Yeah, that's right. And hey, if any of you guys have eaten in Morocco and you have some recommendations for us, let us know what you enjoy there. It's a place that we, we want to learn more about on the food side. Absolutely. There's, there's also a quick service location, uh, Tangerine Cafe. It's um, same, same type of food, lamb, falafel, shawarma, that, that kind of stuff. Authentic Mediterranean food. I mean, at this stage, though, of the World Showcase, if someone starts in Mexico, they have hit some good potential food opportunities before they get to Morocco. You're right. And they may skip Morocco quickly to get to France. And we've done That's probably that. what happens. Yeah. I think that's probably what, what happened to us. I think that's what the majority of people do. But spend some time in Morocco. It's a, it's a great pavilion. It's, it's not peaceful like Japan or China, especially China. But it is a, it is a very great experience, and they, they do have some good food. They've also got some, some decent drinks, but nothing too authentic. Matt, I think when you and I went, we drank Casa Beer, which, which is a Moroccan beer. That's what I've talked about before. I kind of stuck around the beer a little bit, so yeah, that's well, probably what I drink. It's very hard to find in the States. It's, it is. We, we, we tried to find we, it. Our, one of our good buddies from Fourth of July weekend tried so hard to find that beer, and he couldn't find it. Um, he said the closest place is like 60 miles away or something, and we live in you know South Carolina. So Wow, so, he wasn't committed. He should have driven that. He <laughs> should have driven. Uh, but they do have, the juice bar does have some slushes, some daiquiri, pina colada, nothing really authentic Moroccan. So if you want a true Moroccan experience, get some shawarma, drink a casa beer. And go watch the and go watch the belly dancer. The belly dancer yeah. and, and illuminations, and illuminations. Not Moroccan, but not really still Moroccan, there. But still there for now. All right, so I, that's really it for Morocco. You know, one last piece of advice. Going back to what I said before, if you do buy a carpet, they don't fly, so you are going to end up carrying around that carpet for the rest of the journey around the world. If it could fly, though, you'd fly right on over to the next country, which is France. The, the French Pavilion is, is kind of designed like a Parisian neighborhood. There is a scale model of the Eiffel Tower in the background. Hey, what scale is it, Pete? Do you know? It is a one-tenth scale. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But it's really a good place to kind of relax and take in the sights, much as you would do at a little cafe in Paris. You'd sit at the table, enjoy a baguette, maybe a glass of red wine, Watch the people go by. Would you ask um, Marie for the baguettes? (laughs) Marie, the baguettes, hurry up. Yes, you would, in fact, ask Marie for the baguettes. Interesting fact on the Eiffel Tower while we're here. Um, They actually had an issue when it was first built. Birds really felt like that was the place to hang out on top of the Eiffel Tower there. And so they had to uh, change the top of it so birds wouldn't want to land on it. I had never heard that. Yeah. Uh, You don't see birds on it anymore. Mm. No, and that's not a Disney secret. Oh, not for this episode. It is a Disney secret, though. Hmm. Moving on. Anyway, back to France. So the back of the French Pavilion does have... It's kind of designed as, as a back alley. So there's a bakery, lots of Perfume kind of... shop. Yeah, lots of kind of carts. There's tables set up. And, you know, that, that is, is a great place to grab a sandwich, grab a baguette, grab a pastry, whatever... A cheese platter, if you're into that kind of thing, and Who's just not? kind of just kind of sit and relax. Yeah, man. If you're into that, go get some wine and cheese around four or five o'clock each day, and just relax some. 
I don't know what that means, but okay. So moving on, other things to do in France. The, uh, the shops there, as with all the other countries, do sell traditional French goods. So we're looking at wine. We're looking at perfume. There's also a movie called Impressions de France, which is about a 20-minute movie. It's terrible. But it's air-conditioned. <laughs> Don't say it's terrible. Well, it's, it's not your cup of tea. It's air-conditioned. It's not your glass of wine. You're sitting down. It's air-conditioned. It's 20 minutes out of the heat. If you're there in July, it'd be a nice load off to sit down. It's educational. 20 it's minutes. 20-minute nap. Well, there True. you go. Whatever floats your boat. Now, I have heard rumors that the Ratatouille ride may be coming to the French Pavilion. Slam dunk. Would be Goodness genius. gracious. That would be great. You're right. It would be great. It would be great. Well, see, I mean, here's the thing. We talked about in the past, you know, there's not a whole lot of rides in the World Showcase, but that's one of the things we like about it. So I don't want to go off on too big of a tangent here, but, you know, how many countries do you think could support a ride and how many rides gets too much, in your opinion? You know, I, I don't think you want one at every country. I don't think every country yeah, could support a ride. But I think that you, no. I think that you add two or three, and all of a sudden Epcot is... You know, it's not just the rides are in Future World and World Showcases where you go to eat and drink. It's all of a sudden it's a... It's more of a one park, I mean, kind of experience. It, it, it may be a two-day park at that point mm-hmm. because there's so much to do. Well, so, I mean, that's and that's where I'm kind of going, where you could make the World Showcase. I mean, I can knock the World Showcase out in a morning, you know? I mean, I can, and I enjoy it. Be tough to knock out in the morning. Doesn't open <laughs> It'd be until. Real tough to knock it out. Well, in the you know what I, you know what I mean. So you know, flip flop it. So future world. You know, I can knock that out by like twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and then I'm in the world showcase. Or, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't think there's a whole Epcot's not a whole day park. We've talked about that. That's what I'm saying. So what would you, what kind of countries would you want to add a ride to? I, well, I, I think Epcot. I would definitely... debate. I would debate. Epcot is definitely a full day park, but it's not a two day park. Look, I, I think you. You only add a ride where, it's, where it fits. Ratatouille fits in France. Ratatouille, absolutely. Okay. Family-friendly. Kids love it. Uh, uh, the, the Matterhorn was rumored to be coming to the Switzerland Pavilion, which never opened. Oh, so that never came about. But that was another one that was rumored. Oh, wow. That would change the dynamic of Epcot. <laughs> yeah, it would change the dynamic of Epcot a whole lot. That would change the dynamic of, really, the World Showcase a mm-hmm. lot. Because that's a lot different than any kind of ride we've talked and, about. And there were, there were great grand plans to put a ride in every pavilion. And again, I don't think that's necessary. But, I mean, could China have a some kind of dragon-themed roller coaster? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, could you put... What could you put in the United States? Uh, you can put anything in the, in the United States. You could, I mean, what's the wooden roller coaster in California? Exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah. I mean, you could do a lot of things I think there's there. some justification in every country for a ride. But I don't... I don't think that's necessary, and I don't think you want to do that because then you really you take the focus off of the pavilions themselves and you put it on the on the rides or the attractions that are there. Anyway, I said I didn't want to go far down that road. We went pretty far. I apologize. Huge tangent, but but again, rumors that the Ratatouille ride may be opening in France, which would be great. So, uh, food options in France. You've got two uh, table service restaurants, uh, Monsieur Paul. And Chefs de France. Uh, Monsieur Paul is one of the nicer restaurants in mm-hmm. Epcot. It's it's two table. It's two credits if you're on a meal plan there. Um, it has a dress code. It's only open for dinner. Probably not some place that you want to take your kids after after ten hours at Epcot or twelve hours at Epcot. 
I think it's if for those not on the Disney dining plan, I would think at least sixty dollars a person is probably what I would budget. I would I would say so. Um, and then there's Chefs de France, which is more family friendly. Um, Remy from Ratatouille is there, so obviously they both are going to serve uh, French food. Uh, Chefs de France, the tables overlook the pavilion. It's a it's a pretty good place to watch illuminations from if you can get a table by the uh, by the windows. There's also the uh, ice cream and sorbet cart, um, as well as the hall boulangerie patisserie. Try and say that three times uh, fast. I can't which, say it one time. Which actually opens at nine o'clock. So <laughs> if you're coming in the International Gateway at nine o'clock, great place to grab breakfast. Grab a pastry, grab a baguette from Marie. Marie. Hurry up. Drink options. Obviously, this is France. There's a ton of wine. They've got some champagnes there. The wines that you get at the uh, at the drink carts are pretty generic. Nothing nothing too special. I got one of them spilled on my shirt, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it came right out. Not a true red wine, obviously. They do also have a Grey Goose Citron Lemonade Slush and a Grand Meunier Grey Goose Orange Slush, which are both. Which was pretty good over Fourth of July weekend, I must we, say. We did have the Grey Goose Grand Meunier Orange Slush over Fourth of July. When you think of a slushy drink, you think they're sweet, and, and this wasn't really. It was. Re- I'd, I'd call it refreshing. More it was very refreshing. Sweet. It's not. It's not too too sweet. What time of day were we were we sipping on that it one? Was two or three o'clock, probably. It was cold, so it was, it was five o'clock it was somewhere. It was in the heat of the day, uh, but but they're very good. Several people will tell you that the uh, Grey Goose slushes, the orange or the lemonade, are their favorite drinks at Epcot. I'm more of a Red Stag Lemonade kind of guy, but hey, to each his own. Uh, your other option there is Cronenberg beer, which you can probably run out to your local grocery store and get a six-pack of. So nothing too special. What else from France? You, Belle and Beast are in France. Yep. Yeah. We've, we've referenced um, Beauty and the Beast several times. Also took a picture, same thing, of Belle, not with Belle. Keep that theme going throughout so our creepy. trip. So creepy. <laughs> Did you, know, you talk about the fountain, Pete? The fountain's I didn't cool. talk about the fountain. There is a big fountain in the center of the pavilion. Again, it's a it's a place where people kind of sit down, relax, sit around the fountain, have a beverage, have a snack. People watch for a little while. It's it's a very and the and the acrobats there, there are too. Ac- yeah you can actually watch the acrobats from sitting there. There are the acrobats and they're pretty good. They are. They uh they have chairs and they like. They go, they go up high. really high. They about about as high as the Eiffel Tower. They hold the chairs up in the air and stand on the chairs, and it's it's a, it's an entertaining show. Crazy kids, they are crazy kids. So that's France. Now, as you walk from France to the United Kingdom, which is the next country on our trip, you will cross over a bridge, which represents the English Channel, which of course separates France and the United Kingdom in real life. The United Kingdom Pavilion. It's it's kind of a mix of all kinds of British architectures. It's awesome. I'll be honest. My favorite place in the World Showcase might be in the United Kingdom. Well, and that's because of the pub. So, but let's that's exactly right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. As you walk in, you will of course want to stop at the phone booth and get the picture that everybody takes of themselves coming out of the phone booth. We've all done it. It's okay. We'll just leave it at that. You don't see many phone booths anywhere else nowadays. I don't know the last time I've seen one that wasn't in Disney World. They're there. They're there. You can meet Mary Poppins here. You can meet Alice here. 
I think we have a picture of, of Alice. Of Alice, yeah. not with Alice. Not with Alice, of course. You guys are creep stars. Well, the, again, the lines were really long. And and who wants to see four dudes waiting in line to get their picture taken with Alice? It was way less creepy just to sneak one while you're passing and then keep it moving. Just, just to send to your wives and girlfriends, I know. It's not like we stopped and set up the shot or anything and framed it. No one in here has a girlfriend in this little chat anymore. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So. Uh, I think Pooh and Tigger are here sometimes, too. I've Maybe. heard rumors. Unsubstantiated rumors. So, back of the pavilion is a hedge maze, uh, some topiaries, mm-hmm. and a gazebo where the British Invasion used to play there. I don't think they do anymore. Mm-hmm. Do they still have bands? They do. Th- those bands cycle in and out. Uh, pretty okay. frequently now. Uh, shopping there, of course, you're going to get your mix of British pop culture, the Beatles, Doctor Who, Monty Python, lots of soccer slash football, football, whatever you want to call it, memorabilia. You know, if you're a uh, if you're a Tottenham Hotspurs supporter or a Manchester United bandwagon fan, you know you're going to find you're going to find all that stuff in there. There's also a pub. At the United Kingdom, I've heard. Inside the pub, there's an entertainer called the Hat Lady. The Hat Lady is awesome. Awesome. The Hat Lady made me feel like the king of Disney World when we were there last time. Why is that? Well, because she was asking all these trivia questions. For some reason, I was the only one in the pub that knew the answers to them. Were you the only person in the pub, Peter? No, it was was packed. packed. Couldn't even move. Were you standing right beside her? We were. We, we were, in fact, standing. Could anybody side. else actually get to the hat lady to answer the question? Well, she, it was just kind of shouted out. Uh, she had a microphone and she was playing her music and would ask, like, Dun, she'd be playing music in the background and ask trivia. And Pete was just the quickest. <laughs> just the quickest, huh? Well, I can tell you right now, this is my favorite place in the World Showcase. Um, Peter, the last time you and I went to Disney, we actually got stuck here for a couple hours in the rain. We and did. one of the best experiences, maybe my only, like, United Kingdom, London, London pub experience I might ever get. <laughs> it was fantastic. There was, there was a little bit of violence. <laughs> there was a well, little bit. And of I've anger. never seen, I've never seen that place so crowded. Exactly. It because it was pouring down rain, and so there was no place else to go, and you literally couldn't move. Somehow you made it up to the bar and and got some beers, and we just hung out on the porch for a while. Well, Did we you actually say there was some violence. There was a little bit of hostility. I mean, you're you're packed into this little area and. Everybody's trying to. Everyone's trying to get to the bar, and you know, like you're tightly packed. So, I don't know if it was me or somebody else or Peter or what, but someone's drink got knocked over, and the person took a took exception to it. Now, what's funny about that is that two minutes later, two the both groups of parties were best of friends and hung out for like the next hour. I think we hugged each other at the end. Like I, yeah, really I mean, it, it, it was like a both it was a moment that was that was only only could happen when it was raining in a pub in the United Kingdom. I'll tell you one Wait, thing. Were though, they mad um, at you guys? Were they mad at y'all? There was some aggression between the I, two parties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I might have gotten a little angry as well. Um, I don't remember exactly, but uh, I can tell you that um, <laughs> we decided we were going to leave the pub like after an hour and a half or two, and it was still raining, and like we ran across from the pub to the gift shop to get ponchos to make our way over to M- I mean to Hollywood Studios, and um, as soon as we bought the ponchos, it stopped raining. <laughs> So, $20, $20 punches. So $40 well spent, plus about maybe 50 or 60 bucks in the pub. But by far, one of my most my best experiences in the World Showcase. I love that place. 
It was good. It was you had good. to be there. They, you know, the, I had never heard that. Oh yeah, the the pub there. So they do have your typical assortment of beers you would get in the United Kingdom: Bass, Guinness, Stella, which is not British but is one of the most popular beers there. I mean, you could get an Irish Car Bomb if you if you choose. If you were so inclined, uh, they have a full assortment of cider, Woodpecker, Strongbow. They've got Boddington, Smittix, whatever you want. Yep. If you don't like if you don't like beer or cider again, you can get Jack Daniels or your Pansy Bourbon or whatever hmm. whatever you drink normally. A little low blow there, a little stab, huh? <laughs> so, uh, to give us some background here, we're obviously journeying to intoxication, getting around the world here, and um, I got a bourbon and coke, and everyone made fun of me because this was not unique to uh, the UK. Yeah, the most quintessential British drink you could get was a bourbon and coke. Good call. Well, I mean, you can also, you want to talk about some food food options here. Um, I got the fish and chips here. It was great. I've had that a couple times. It's usually my go-to when I'm in the United Kingdom. The fish and chips here well, is well, highly sought after. Well, look, the, the fish and chip shop, which is the quick service location, that's pretty much all they have. So mm-hmm. if you're eating quick service at the United Kingdom, that's what you're getting. It's you're, good. You're getting fish and chips and you're getting a beer because that's how you can get there. <laughs> you can uh, probably get a good. soft drink if you won't. You could probably get a soft drink, but it is good. Inside at the Rosen Crown, it's pretty crowded, especially when it rains, as Matt said. It's, it's kind of a hard place to eat. If you can snag a porch seat during illuminations, it's, it's a great place to watch illuminations from, but... Again, no, no guarantees that they'll seat you on the porch. And and let's talk about that. Like when we're talking about places to watch illuminations, we're talking about places where you can sit down, enjoy a dining experience or something along those lines. Anywhere around the world showcase, you can see illuminations clearly. But these are just places you have you know a good view where you're sitting down and you're not crowded. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're looking at you know British food, bangers and mash, tikka masala, fish and chips, shepherd's pie, all all the. You know, your traditionally British foods. It's all good food if you can get a table there. But again, it is pretty crowded in the pub, especially in the rain. Highly recommended by Matt. Highly, highly recommended by Matt. Let's make our way over to Canada, eh? <laughs> that sounds funny. We're, we're going funny. to Canada. Let's let's do it. So the, the next country and the last country that we're going to come to on our journey around the world is Canada. Mm. Canada's... Mm-mm. You know, it's the last pavilion you Trying to do. save it, I hear you. There's some things to do there. Mm. You know, there's the Circle Vision film, O Canada, which shows you Canada. It's oh horrible. It's not very good. <laughs> but it's Look, it's the best thing to do the best thing to do in Canada is the totem poles, let's be real. Or eat at Le Cellier. Those are the two two top it, things here. Yeah, I mean there are there are waterfalls, there are mountains. This, the scenery is pretty. the photo opportunities are good. Yeah, totem poles are, are pretty neat. <laughs> Not gonna lie, they um, and the, the totem poles. One of them is actually hand carved. The other two are fiberglass. Yep. Yeah, the, Canada also has the biggest gardens at the World Showcase. If you're into that, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, see, my mom loved it, that. That wasn't really my speed, though. Yeah, it's 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 very pretty. The, you know, you've got the waterfall and the rocks, and that's about it. The totem poles. <laughs> they have the lumberjacks, <laughs> right? They do have the lumberjacks. Oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah. But which they're between the United Kingdom and, and Canada, but they do have some axe throwing and they do log sawing and that that sort of thing. The shopping here is Canadian, so pretty much what you would find in the United States as well. Nothing, nothing really special here. I think you can buy lots of flannel 
and uh, Canadian candy and toys and, and that sort of thing. But I, I don't think there's anything too crazy here that, you know, like you would find in Japan. People are very friendly. I can say that. People are very friendly. Now, is, is Pocahontas here? I don't think so. No? no. She should be. She I believe finish. she might. I think her and Miko actually are. They do make appearances there. I'm pretty sure Pocahontas, yeah. Miko's yeah, a raccoon, I, right? Yeah, yes. Miko's the raccoon. I think I have pictures like around the totem poles with, with Miko over by the, the waterfall or the gardens or something. I'll have to dust off the old Disney albums. Well, if not, whatever Disney Imagineers listening to our podcast, make that happen. Dining options, you've got Le Cellier. If you're listening to a Disney podcast, you probably know what Le Cellier is. It's one of the most popular restaurants at Disney World, I would say. The food is good. I would argue that it's kind of gone downhill in the last five to ten years. It's become more expensive. You know, it's become well, for, a two. For a time, this was also, you know, the best steak in Disney World, and I don't think they can keep that claim anymore. Yeah. Well, it's two reasons, kind of. Disney has improved their um, steak at other restaurants. Uh, there were some complaints that there was a gigantic gap between La Cellier and others that would serve steak. And two, interestingly enough, the two dining plan credit is not because of the prices. It's actually because of the size of the restaurant and popularity yeah, it's pretty, grew. Yeah, yeah. It is a small restaurant. Popularity yeah. grew to a point where they couldn't get anybody in. Mm-hmm. And, and so they said, well, from a dining plan standpoint, let's change it to two credits. That should alleviate some of the crowds. And so that's kind of why it, it is what it is. And the food is good. Don't get me wrong. The, the cheddar cheese soup with beer and bacon is phenomenal. The pretzel bread that you can dip into the cheddar cheese soup is yep. Mm -hmm. But both of those you can get outside during food and wine. You can also get steak, I think, during food and wine. You can. You can get some steak outside of food and wine. Before we pass on the cellier, I read an interesting story that Tim Allen, obviously a big-time Disney name, Wanted to dine at the Cellier one night. Called day of and said, "Hey, it looks like the re- the restaurant's full. I need a private area uh, for my family and friends. We're going to come dine at the Cellier tonight." And the person on the phone said, "I understand you're Tim Allen, but we treat all of our guests equally here at Disney World, and I'm sorry, we do not have room for you." <laughs> and he could not dine at the Cellier that night. Was this before or after Toy Story Three? Oh, way after, way after. Really? Oh yeah. That's incredible. They said that in certain cases they'll make. Uh, adjustments and, and change the dining plan like the floor plan but they won't let them jump paying guests no matter who it is that's that's kind of awesome well i mean that's really cool I, I think he ended up dining at um california grill or the, the, the story goes on they got him where yeah. a good place and what he i'm, I'm sure they took i bet the, i bet, the, I bet they comped it <laughs> i bet they comped it <laughs> I, I bet they did I, I think i think when you hit disney legend which he's He's a Disney, Disney legend. legend. He's right? Disney legend. No I think doubt. when you hit Disney legend status, they they do that for you. I hope to achieve that one day. Hmm. So, well, you know um, what is it? Club Thirty Three. Yep. So, you know Disney is a little elitist in that regard, but that um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. It's you know it's not some place that I will probably ever go or I will ever see the inside of, but I'm okay with them having that. But um, so your drink options in Canada, mm. beer a. Eh? There are a lot of Canadian beers here. They, uh, they of course, have Moosehead, Labatt Blue, which are, you can find at any grocery store. But they also have several uh, Unibro beers, which are all very, very good beers. They're very hard to find. And 
they're really the best value beers you can get at Disney World because they're pretty reasonably priced. They're pretty high alcohol content, and they're really good beers. So you don't pay much more for these beers at Disney World than you would, say, at a bar that serves these beers. Whereas everywhere else you would. The taste is good. Oh, it's incredible beer. Hmm. Uh, There's also Hmm. some kind of Crown Royal Apple drink. It's horrible. I think it was an Ottawa Apple. Yeah, so we... Did you finish that drink? I I did. Forced it down. Uh, At the end, last country, I'm just assuming they're going to let us walk into La Cellier, take a Crown shot, and keep it moving. They would not let us in without a reservation, and God and knows we were there relatively early. I'm not even sure if I made a complete sentence when I asked them what I was trying to do. Uh, but we we had to try this Ottawa Apple. I'm not a sweet. I don't like sweet drinks. This was terrible. I, absolutely far against what I would want to uh, partake in. Yeah, I don't think that would be my first choice either, especially the way you've described it. No, you would have been in the beer. You would have been in the beer lane. Well, yeah. I was disappointed that I I really wanted a. Uh, the Findemon, which is which is one of the beers that I mentioned, which is a, a Belgian triple. They were all out of beer, and I had to uh, had to have a moosehead, I think. But yeah, so that's really all that I've got for Canada. Anything else there, guys? No, I think um, I think we kind of we kind of covered it there. We um, got all the way around the world, fellas. Congratulations! Are you tired from that walk? So we've we've made it all the way around the world. So looking back, real quick. One thing that stands out to you about the World Showcase, it could be your your favorite thing about the World Showcase, favorite country, favorite thing in a pavilion. What, Matt, what you got? So there you go. Um, we, we've talked about, you know, we actually started, we started this journey in Mexico, right guys? And we ended in Canada. Um, for our listeners that don't know, um, you can start the World Showcase from either country. And then the USA is right in the middle. Um, my biggest takeaway here is I think that I want people to start in Mexico. That's where we started. I think that's a good a good spot to start. Um, Mexico is one of my favorite countries. I, I love the food there, so you can always get lunch and then you know a good margarita. And um, you can't really beat closing out in the United Kingdom and then going to Canada on your way through and getting the the black blue. Although Canada is kind of an anticlimactic ending, it is. I, I wish maybe Canada and, Canada and the United Kingdom were swapped. I, I feel like you really end it with a bang at that point. So Tom, what about you? Oh man, I would. Uh, I, I probably can't get over this without talking about the tipsy ducks in love we had it at fourth of july smashing hit the entire china pavilion is so well themed a lot to do there a lot to see stores fantastic and and i mean the food and food and the drink are good Uh, so that's my one thing that sticks out every trip i go to epcot so for me i can't say enough about the bathrooms in china they are i knew it so (laughs) i knew it was coming i knew it so relaxing no, but but seriously, I the Mexico Pavilion, the blood orange margarita, can't say enough about it. Great drink, incredible drink. It really any of the margaritas that you get from La Cava Tequila, La Cava Del Tequila are are going to be great. It's quiet. It's out of the way. And look, that's what I think the the great thing about World Showcase in general is is that. You really can go to these pavilions, and you really can be transported out of Florida. The Imagineers just did a fantastic job of, of setting these pavilions up to where you really are transported. Even even to the point where when you're in Morocco and you can see the Tower of Terror from Morocco, it blends in with the scenery in Morocco. Another funny secret, it's not the secret tonight, otherwise we'd be blowing it here, but they uh, decided on how to paint, what color to paint Tower of Terror of, or what 
color to use for the Tower of Terror. Uh, when when they looked over and noticed it would be an eyesore behind Morocco, and so that's Disney came up with the the shade of color they'd like uh, to make it not stick out as much. So that's pretty neat. So I think that really wraps it up for our main topic tonight. Again, my favorite park and and my favorite part of my favorite park. Tom, what do you got for the Disney secret of the week? All right, guys, got two secrets for you again tonight. Uh, unfortunately, probably the last night for the little bit with two secrets. Yeah, let's let's every every, every now and then uh, special occasions. Obviously, World of Showcase is uh, one of our favorite parts, like we've said and harped on over and over. So we're going to start in one of the best themed countries, uh, Morocco. When walking through Morocco, take a look at all the mosaic tile work artwork, tile artwork on the walls. You will notice that each mosaic has at least one cracked or flawed tile in it. This is because these mosaics were created by Moroccan artisans in a unique arrangement with the Moroccan government and Disney, as mentioned prior in the podcast. The Moroccan people worship Allah and believe that only Allah can create something that is perfect. So every mosaic was purposely flawed. Again, it <laughs> just hits on the detail in Disney. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, second secret for the evening will uh, be from the United Kingdom. There's a section in England where you can look up your family name and get the information about it. Names in the book are from all countries, not just England. And there's a book to look up your name, and then they will pull all of your info in their computer, and you can see your family crest and your family name's history. They also have all sorts of things that you can buy in regards to your family, uh, mugs, shirts, plaques, etc. That's a pretty unique touch as well. That is cool. And that, again, again, that speaks to kind of the uniqueness of what's available in all the shops at the World Showcase. You never, you never really know what you're going to find. Be it a beer stein in Germany or a non-flying, non-magical carpet in Morocco. Well, that's all for us this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcasts. If you have any suggestions or if you want to answer any of the questions we asked in this show, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.